Welcome, everyone, to another episode of What Exit Jersey Stories. I'm your host, Nick Franco, and with me, as always, Pete Riario. And with us today, a fellow podcaster, uh, fellow alumnus of a shared universe, and, and number one bat fan, Mr. Stu Greenberg. Thanks, guys, very much for the invitation. Oh, no, thank you, Stu. Yeah, We're thanks for joining us, you. Stu. Excellent, and and uh, and Stu is Stu. I, I believe we you know, we were talking a little before the show. It, it is a bit of an expert on our subject today. I, I, again, the the individual ones themselves, and today's subject actually is New Jersey diners, because what says New Jersey better than diner? Well, you know, it's funny, Nick. Um, I work for a global company, and I uh, when we could travel back when we could, uh, when we <laughs> would have when we would have global visitors coming to our headquarters in New Jersey. I would say, you know, this is going to sound crazy, but if you want an authentic New Jersey experience, you have to go to a New Jersey diner. And they were like, really? And then, you know, I took some of my colleagues to diners and they went independently and they, they in fact, saw that I was right, that this was a, you know, a, a, a essential uh, New Jersey type of event and uh, activity. So true. So true. Absolutely agree. And, but now, here's the thing. What, when I say diner. What 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 comes to mind? Like 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 you said, Stu. It's you know it's it's a New Jersey experience. But like what what comes to mind when when I say diner? Well, I, I would say um, a um, freestanding uh, restaurant, uh, typically in a in a retro style um, that has at least uh, six or seven hundred dishes that they serve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever your heart desires, essentially, you can get on that menu, whether it be. And, you know, the beauty of it is getting breakfast at. I mean, I know you could get McDonald's breakfast at 2 a.m., but that's kind of like a new thing that was started yeah. by McDonald's in the last few years. But it, it, you get French toast at, you know, 1 2 a.m. in the morning at any New Jersey diner. And it's just such. Or, yeah. or for dinner, have have breakfast for dinner. Meatloaf and fish at two thirty in the morning. Yeah. Well, he, he, um, Nick and I were talking that I actually only order breakfast um, at diners. That's the only food that I typically order. Me too. Um, I, I think it's just part of the whole experience. And even mm -hmm. better if it's you know eight o'clock on a Saturday night and you're having an omelet. That's wonderful. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I totally agree, Stu. Yeah. Oh, and omelets are one of the best too because you know you can basically add anything. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is too, like about New Jersey diners is that it is so rare that a that a New Jersey diner will screw up breakfast. Whereas they may, you know, th there's a slight chance they may screw up some of the other dinner dishes, or you know, may not be as good as like you know your local Italian restaurant or American restaurant. But breakfast, I did nine times out of ten, they're going to get it right. You know, it's it's hard to screw up breakfast in my opinion. Well, I, I agree, and and I I think that you know sometimes I mean there's um a funny story that my my mom 
will sometimes order like prime rib or you know a, a big steak at a at a um, diner, and and the, and they'll do a wonderful job, and they'll do a mm-hmm. tr- fantastic, wonderful job. But but it's not uh, exactly you know perhaps if you go to a steakhouse, and I, I I said well you know they're cooking a steak, and it's one of like I said six or seven hundred things you're cooking, so you know it, it's not going to be the a fine handcrafted experience if you go to like let's say Peter Luger's but yes yeah. correct right, right. or Ruth Chris <laughs> so, slight <laughs> difference between the two exactly exactly <laughs> but well what, what I'm gonna do guys is I'm gonna actually just walk us through really quick a, a little bit about like the, the history of the diner and and some of the aspects that you already gave and just uh, some additional ones here but um, diners also are found mainly in a, a lot are found in the northeastern part of the United States, but you will find in the southeastern Midwestern sporadically, as well as other parts of uh, U.S., Canada and also parts of Western Europe, too. So so, so diners are a worldwide thing. But it, it's it's primarily our thing. Right. Um, as you also brought up, Stu. Uh, wide variety of foods, but definitely go, go with the breakfast. And um, usually, like the layout, you'll have um, like some some booths that uh, you, you have wait staff coming to the booths, or you know you, you also have the long sit down counter with the uh, stools that are set into the floor, mm-hmm. um, you know, to get direct service at the counter. And a lot of them have like like a, a very like like sort of like a, a, a narrow feel, uh, like a, a long, narrow feel. And we're going to talk about why that is. Because some of the earliest diners are actually converted. At, at, we, you were uh, mentioning, uh, Stu, the one diner. Uh, I forget what the name was. Well, that uh, would be uh, the Clinton Station Diner. Clinton uh, Station, thank you. On Route 78 going out mm. towards Pennsylvania, where they actually still have an old uh, train car that you can eat in. Right. And wow. the, some of the earliest things were actually converted rail cars, <laughs> retaining that, you know, like that streamlined structure and, and the interior fittings from the actual train. Um, now, Ever hear the term lunch wagon? It Pete? does sound familiar, uh, Nick, yes. Okay. Uh, although I'd be hard-pressed to give you a definition of it. Okay, well, the earliest diners um, were actually basically these um, rail car-like structures that were usually towed by a horse, ho- um, by a horse and they were lunch wagons that that was the term for them um nick i i would say that that was the pre-motorized maybe a food truck could it be it's true that yeah Yeah, Mm. it's true actually the food truck also has very similar origins from the same you know like from the same place and that place actually was the, the basically the precursor to what we know as diner in 1872, Walter Scott in Providence, Rhode Island, sold food out of a horse-pulled wagon to basically employees of the local newspaper, the Providence Journal. So, it you know basically you had this little 
you know, uh, carriage thing uh, with a window for uh, on both sides with walk-up service. That was the initial diner. That was the lunch cart. And as you said, Stu, very much like um, what we know as a food truck. <laughs> but uh, in Massachusetts, they actually started producing some of these lunch wagons with a, with a similar feel. Um, and the, the person that actually started doing the commercial production was Thomas Buckley in 1887. So basically 15 years after Mr. Scott came out with his first lunch wagon. And Buckley actually became pretty successful and uh, known for, they were called White House Cafe Wagons. Um, the first person to receive a patent for the diner, though, was Charles Palmer. And he, and he billed this thing as the night lunch wagon. Yeah, he, he he built you know the, the night lunch wagon or and more of them in Worcester, Massachusetts until 1901. And again, as we said, from this night lunch wagon, from Walter Scott's original, and um, from uh, Mister Buckley, they, they sort of sound a little more like what we think of as a food truck, and not necessarily the diner aspects that we know today or that we also knew in the early 1900s. And what we want to find out is like, how did also the diner get associated with New Jersey? This is how. In 1912, while sitting in his family's tavern in Bayonne, Jerry O'Mahony had an idea, which he discussed with his brother Daniel. Now, they owned actually some of these lunch wagons, and they they uh, they towed them to choice locations around Hudson County, and they did pretty good business. But the idea that Jerry O'Mahony had was, what if we actually started manufacturing these things in pieces? And if you know the term, that's called prefabrication they came up with the idea to prefabricate these diners you know it's still the lunch wagon style and 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 set up shop here in new jersey as they were from uh, um uh, I, I think they were from well again their tavern was in bayonne um yeah i, th I think they may have been actually from bayonne mm-hmm so they tested the hypothesis. They, they along with uh, a family friend who was a master carpenter, uh, John Hanf, they built this prefab wagon in their backyard. Uh, yeah, here we are at, at 7 East Street uh, on 16th Street. Uh, I'm sorry, 7 East 16th Street in Bayonne. I can speak sometimes. Um, <laughs> now... A Jersey City restaurant entrepreneur, Michael Griffin, purchased this wagon for $800. And a contract was uh, written up, dated July 3rd, 1912, stating that the wagon would operate in West Hoboken, which is now known as Union City, in the vicinity of Patterson Plank Road and Summit Avenue, which was called the Transfer Station. Do either of you guys know what 
the transfer station was or why hmm. that area was called the transfer station? Was that a transportation center where, you know, different lines would meet or you got it, Stu. Three different three different trolley lines used to meet a couple of blocks away. And the borders of Jersey City Heights, North Bergen, and Union City intersected there. Um where the it was the intersection of Secaucus Road and Kennedy Boulevard. So there was a lot of foot traffic. And they thought, and um, I'm sorry, Mr. Griffin thought this would be a prime place to situate one of these wagons on on a more permanent basis. And hence, (laughs) here's where the idea of the standing diner (laughs) comes in from this Griffin O'Mahony transaction. This is where New Jersey's real diner history begins. Because some of these lunch wagons already existed. As I said, O'Mahony, he and his brother actually owned a few that they towed around Hudson County. But Mr. Griffin had this idea. Let, let, let's stick it right in the middle of we know there's people coming to and from these trolleys. I'm sure they're going to be hungry. Hmm. <laughs> so th- that actually set in motion the New Jersey golden age of diner manufacturing which in turn made New Jersey the guard of uh, the diner capital of the world. Mm-hmm. And and Nick, that that must have been the start of the the kind of standard look for the vintage diners with, with like the curved aluminum and the and all of that. I imagine because yes. they were prefabricated. You are correct, Stu. There Makes was sense. there was a look, which. Um, It was called Streamline Modern Architecture, which emphasized sleek lines and aerodynamic forms, kind of like a a train car. (laughs) Mm. Now, they were also, you know, again, that narrow floor plan that we spoke about with, you know, you had some booths that were like um, bolted in and you had your long counter with the bolted in stools i think nick that that also was an advantage because it didn't require a lot of real estate and you were putting these diners in what could be potentially pretty expensive areas so if you could kind of slide a diner into a narrow plot that would save money that way too and you got it sue that is one of the reasons also this became so popular that it was a less expensive way to go than building a restaurant from scratch. Yeah, that 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 took up usually more real estate. Uh, the construction uh, costs were definitely much higher. Mm-hmm. And you know what? People got used to this look of the diner. <laughs> people mm-hmm. were people were actually attracted to this. It's like, hey, I know that's one of those lunch wagons. That's one of those diner things. Yeah. So. That 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 look, um, again, that streamlined look, with also the, you know like the inside of, the, of that Art Deco appearance. Um, you you would also have that kind of barrel vault roof line also on a lot of these as well. Mm. And um, 
as time went on, we'll, we'll jump ahead a little bit. You know, they started incorporating other uh, designs, such as um, besides the stainless steel panels, they'd put in porcelain enamel, glass blocks, uh, uh, terrazzo floors, formica, neon signs. <laughs> These all sound pretty familiar. <laughs> uh, very familiar. Yeah. Again, you know, th- th- there, there was a definite feeling of comfort too knowing it's like hey you, you could go to a diner and you know what you were getting you you know what you were walking into and the the golden age of the diner manufacturing was really a part of the american machine age the period between world war one and world war two where we saw a lot of like an explosion of a lot of innovation and in technology and the diner basically became the machine that f- fed everyone from factory workers, truck drivers, and middle-class American families. The, the other good thing about diners, they, they emphasize fresh, homemade food, friendly service, and affordable prices. A lot of what we consider comfort food, if you think about it, a lot of it is diner food. You know, think of some of the meals that you've had at diners. You're, you're, it's it's not the fancy thing as like what Stu is bringing up. It's not like that steakhouse feel, or what you said, Pete. Like like going to a fancy Italian restaurant. It's not that feel. It, it's it's really it's just like okay, a, a, a nice meatloaf. Well, uh, and, and you I, know, Nick. Also, one of the things is that because these were designed to serve, you know, working people, you really wanted to have a efficient way of, you know, providing the food, you know, getting the people in, getting them out. Uh, I, I don't think it was until like I was in high school that the whole idea of sitting in a diner for three hours came about. But back when they originally started, people needed to eat lunch or dinner relatively quickly. And they wanted yep. to you know, having the more simple fare allowed them to cycle people through on a, on a quicker basis. That's true. And another thing, especially you know, uh, earlier back, you had a lot of, you know, like, as I said, some of these were situated near like factories and that. And these factories worked round the clock, some of them. So you would have these night shift workers, you know, you know be, be, before they go in or on their break, they needed something to eat. So what be- better place? Go into the diner. They knew it was going to be nice, efficient, affordable, and they can get back to work or, you know, like, or go into work at that point. So, you know, like diners really started to fit, you know, what we knew as modern society, like they, they became a staple, particularly in New Jersey. Also, besides the manufacturing being done here, and like some of the manufacturers, actually, I have like some of the um, some of the names that uh, used to do the manufacturing. You had the Fodero Dining Car Company in Bloomfield, Mountain View Diner Diner Company in uh, Little Falls, Swingle Diner Manufacturing in Middlesex, Paramount Dining Car in Halden, Mano Dining Car Fairfield, Master Diners in Pequannock, um, Coleman Dining Car Company in Newark. And Jerry O'Mahony Inc. in Elizabeth, New Jersey. These were all the big diner manufacturers that were doing these prefabs. 
And after doing prefabs, they did also do some of these survived on. And we'll get into that. But um, uh, l- l- lost my place. But um, yeah, diners really became you know, the, the, the staple of New Jersey culture because we have a highly den- uh, densely populated area here in New Jersey. <laughs> with a lot of access to infrastructure, a lot of highways, a lot of roads, a lot of places for diners to go. So what you brought up, Stu, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, fitting one of these things uh, was less costly and you know, like you didn't have to play, pay for prime real estate, but you could get some really good real estate right on the side of a highway, right, exactly. on, the, right, right on you know, the side of you know, some of these busy roads. And, you know, th- th- this is how New Jersey also became <laughs> saturated with diners. <laughs> but um, now, when you think of, you know, we've discussed some of things already, but besides breakfast, what is classic diner fare to you guys? Besides breakfast... A good, uh, you know, hamburger, like, uh, prepared right, maybe. Right. Um, what I would say. Definitely. How about, how about you, Stu? Well, I, I think the the standard, you know, fare of, like, um, meatloaf or, you know, uh, sandwiches. Yep. Know, uh, soups. Every diner has, you know, soup of the day, and uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, if it's Tuesday, it must be matzo ball soup. If it's Wednesday, it has mm-hmm. to be, you know, split pea and ham. So I think, you know, that sort of thing. I also think that depending on the background of uh, the people, there may be, you know, more, you know, if it's, um, uh, you know, uh, folks who are Italian American, maybe there would be more of that kind of cuisine. You know, a lot of diners are, are run by people uh, from Greece, from Greek Americans. So there's a lot of those wonderful specialties. So I think that, you know, really depending on, you know, who owns it and, and where, and, you know, the type of, uh, community uh, origin that will influence the type of uh, specialties they'll have there as well. Although, quite frankly, it's becoming a little bit more standard, you know, uh, now that uh, there's, uh, you know, such diversity across the state, I would say. Mm-hmm. No, no you, you hit it perfectly, Stu, too, because, again, a, a lot of, you know, New Jersey is a big melting pot. We, we have a very diverse background you know like a, a lot of you know families here the, you know that uh, Im, uh immigrated from europe from you know like places like you said from greece like from some of the mediterranean areas some of the eastern european uh nations like poland and like some of the baltic uh, st- uh states over there and you can find a lot of these international dishes like you said a lot you know a lot of greek americans own um diners well one of the great things you can get at a lot of diners, gyro, or is it, or is it pronounced gyro? I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. That, <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're tasty. I know what yeah. that is, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, that, that's one of the things. Also, uh, again, um, also Jewish Americans, you, you mentioned masa ball soup. Exactly. That, 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 that's another one. And some of the, like the classic sandwiches, like, you know, pastrami, corned beef, 
Yeah, you'll you'll find these and uh, lox and bagels too. <laughs> Another uh, great staple in this area. Now, what's something? If I ask you, what's on a New Jersey diner menu? Also, besides the classic diner menu, what's specific to Jersey? What what would you also call like? Oh, you don't find this in other parts of the uh, country. Are are we now going into the whole Taylor ham pork roll debate? There we go. We we, okay. we, we can hit that debate now. But, okay. But but that that's that's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> like the Taylor ham slash pork roll, uh, egg and cheese sandwich. That that yeah. is a New Jersey delicacy. <laughs> um, another one, Pete. What's something that like after a night of you know, going out, seeing a live band, drinking that you go to the diner and what, what, what's something you, you might get? You, you don't want to have like a whole meal. You just want something like more of like a side dish type of thing. You know, yeah, we would get like disco fries. I don't know if you remember that. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> what are disco fries, Pete? Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, am I right that it's gravy on fries or am I wrong on this? That's part of it. Yeah. Um, is it cheese? Yep. Yes. Right? Yeah, fries with cheese and gravy yeah. in New Jersey, yeah. particularly in the uh, in, in the northern section. They're called disco fries. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick, uh, what comes to mind is that I've always thought of that as a New Jersey dish, but it sounds very much, now that you think about it, like the poutine that they eat in oh, Canada. Canada. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, get, I guess uh, carbs and starch and fat, I mean, wherever you are, it tastes good, so people want to have it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it, it all tastes good going down. But, yeah, the, the, those are some of, like, what you will typically find on a New Jersey menu. Besides, you, you'll you'll find some of your standards, like you said. Like you'll find the the breakfast breakfast foods. You'll you'll find the hamburgers, the meatloaves. You'll find some dishes influenced by whoever owns it. So you may find again some Greek American dishes, European American. You might find pierogies, blintzes. Uh, if if it's Jewish American, you may find the you know the matzo ball soup, the deli sandwiches, the lox bagels. Yeah. You know, Italian-owned, you'll find some of, like, you know, the different pastas. But for New Jersey, you're also going to find the tail ham, pork or pork roll, egg and cheese, and you're going to find disco fries Mm -hmm. in some way, shape, or form. They may call it something else, but... But, yeah, those those are some of the staples of of the New Jersey area, uh, of the New Jersey diner experience. Now... We're, we're going to jump into after like up until the 1950s, the prefab movement was was still pretty, pretty much in boom. But after that, things started slowing down a bit. Now, one of the things that also I, I, I said a lot of the diner concentration was here in the Northeast, you know, particularly in Jersey. Why did it not? really take hold in the West and Midwest? Uh, boy, I'm at a loss on that. Do, do, do you know, Stu? I'm not sure, Nick. Well, well, one of the reasons that, you know, like the, the Midwesterners and Westerners, they were actually more accustomed to 
drive-ins and fast food. Interesting. That's interesting. A, a lot of that took place out there and then made its way east. Huh. So at the end of the 1950s into the 1960s, you started seeing a bit of a decline in in diners because of these like fast food restaurants and drive job drive-ins like moving in on the territory because actually as of uh, September 23rd, 1951, the New York times had said there was like around 6,000 diners in the United States and they served about 2.4 million customers daily, but things started changing. And as I said, you know, the fast food and the, uh, the drive-thrus actually moved in. And so because of also, you know, some of the concepts had to change. Well, d- diners had to shift as well. So diner owners in the 60s and 70s actually started opt- you know, optioning for a little bit bigger structures. So like th- these old prefab mo- models would not fit anymore. So they had to actually make it more like akin to a restaurant than what we were accustomed to as a diner. So, you know, like, you, you know, you, you had number one, the kitchen was hidden away because in some of the early diners, you, you actually saw saw the grill. So saw the you know, like uh, the cook actually <laughs> cooking some of the dishes. But now all kitchens were hidden away and these buildings actually had to be built on site on site. So. Uh, and some of the aesthetics also changed. Um, one of the manufacturers that we talked about, uh, Coleman, he, he, he created a thing called the colonial look, substituting you know, like wooden brick exteriors instead of the stainless steel. Hmm. Interiors got a little bit of a warmer, like kind of family-friendly look you know, with, with the wood paneling of the 70s, hanging light fixtures, the counters became a little smaller well, and the and the just, booths became larger. Just one thing too, Nick, is that if you yes, recall too. that, um, you know, there was the bicentennial in um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 1976. And, you know, th- there was like this resurgence and in interest in, you know, colonial um, 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 design, you know, sure. basically in, in the fifties, uh, originally, you know, there was this kind of like blonde wood stuff that I have behind me. And then there was a phase where they went colonial. I'm not sure if it was before or after, but then it went more space age in the sixties with the space race. But then yep. in, um, uh, the 1970s when there were more earth tones and, 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 you know, greens and yellows and all that, then I, I think that the, the, you know, Bicentennial brought that idea back as well. So it made it more in vogue. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And so actual diner owners actually had to make the shift along with that. So again, if you wanted to own a new diner, yeah, chances are you're, you were going to actually make it look that way, you know, g- give it that colonial feel, g- g- give it that look, and um, the other thing that also changed at that time is places actually didn't use the word diner. <laughs> they started using words like grill or they would call it a restaurant. But 
in fact, it was still, if you really boiled it down, a diner. If you, if you, if you went into the other things that we talked about, you know, the, the dishes served and some of the other makeup of the interior, they, they were still diners. But they, they, were, they were trying to distance themselves, distance themselves from the word diner. So some of the ones that, you know, that we know in state, yes, we have a lot of some of those prefabs are still out there. Some of those old diner structures, but some of the ones that came later, you'll see actually have or, or don't have the word diner in the name. Hmm. Also, um, in the 70s, uh, Coleman, besides the colonial look, also rolled out the Mediterranean design with uh, more like white stone exteriors and the red tile roof. So that was another look that was you know, c- coming into uh, style at the time. Unfortunately, the last factory-built diner in New Jersey was in 2001. Yes, th- 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 there were still diners being made, though, in Jersey. But the last one in that whole factory-built prefab, and that one went to Baltimore, the Silver Moon Diner in Baltimore. Now, as I said, you know, the, the diners started, you know, fading out, too. There was over 6,000 at one point. But now in the U.S., there's about 1,800 or so left. Do either of you want to take a guess about how many are remaining in New Jersey? Hmm. Oh, I'd say at least a third, at least a third to, uh, to a half. I, I mean, I would think. And what's your guess, Pete? Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm in, I'm in line with uh, what Stu's saying there. So, but let, let's say about a third. How about that? You are both correct. Yes. Today, the Garden State has about of those 1,800 or so. We have more than 600 of them. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, Nick, you know what that means. I, I, you know, uh, diner run after the uh, show. Yeah, <laughs> after, after COVID is over, we have to do a road trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, to get to the true diner experience, right now we still can't do that one yet. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, again, once things uh, settle and you know, you know, once we've made progress, um, hopefully we we can get back to doing the New Jersey diner experience again. And, and in fact, maybe we'll even do an episode of the uh, pod from from one of the Jersey diners. Excellent. Yep. But yeah, because of yeah, again the saturation of diners still in New Jersey, yeah, New Jersey diners definitely still have a particular mystique about them mm-hmm. to other you know like to us, to people in other states, and to people all over the world, as you brought up, Sue. Yeah, when people come in out of state, out of country, like you were saying, you, you work for a global company and that yeah, when they come in, yeah, the true Jersey experience, part of that is going to the diner. So people actually look forward to that. <laughs> now, it, it, here, here's a, a funny thing. Some of our Jersey diners, okay, we, 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 some of the ones we've lost actually have found new homes. Because of the mystique of the Jersey Diner. Like, here's one example. The old Boundbrook Diner. You can now find it in 
Charlotte, North Carolina. Wow. And it's a huge hit with the locals. And you actually have a New Jersey guy <laughs> working the grill there. <laughs> so great. I'm, I'm sorry. That's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we, we still uh, we, we're still exporting the diners. Just we're, we're not doing the, you know, f- the prefab, uh, the prefabrication and uh, and uh, exporting uh, that way. We're, we're just taking the whole enchilada and here <laughs> have this diner <laughs> crossing state lines. Mm-hmm. Now, the, there were a couple of like really good books about diners that like if people want to uh, read up on one of them is actually called um, American Diner. It was uh, written in 1979 and uh, the author, uh, Richard J.S. Goodman warns people not to be rigid when defining a diner. You have to weigh the architectural architectural significance as well as all the intangibles, quality of the food and service, the affordability and the camaraderie between customers and staff, the cozy, compact interior atmosphere, and whether the eatery actually has a meaningful meaningful place in the community that it serves. Because that is one of the big things about diners. It is, it's a community place. It, if you live in a town that has a diner, everyone knows it. Everyone knows that there is a diner like Hackensack itself. We have we well, we used to have four. We now have, let's see, Fairmount Eats, uh, the Heritage. TikTok. And, and no, no, not TikTok. Uh, Chit Chat. That's it. Chit Chat. Chit Chat used to be known as the Triborough Diner. Right. It's, it, it's in Hackensack, but on the border of Lodi and uh, Maywood. I think TikTok's one on 46, right? In Lodi? No, t- TikTok is actually on Route Three in Clifton. Oh, okay. I don't know why I was mixing that up again. Yeah, that that one yeah. was actually built in 1994 by that. That was one of those prefabs. Oh, get out. Okay. Yep. It's across the Taco Bell. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn those fast food eateries! <laughs> Stop holding in on on our diners. I know. <laughs> but um, going back to this book. Uh, Goodman actually says the diner has always been this place where people get together to share ideas. It's this every everyday overlooked culture that makes the world go round. Diners have evolved architecturally. Menus have changed, but they've always been the places where people like to go. It's part of a diner's mystique. It's something that goes beyond the food. And when asked, is New Jersey still the diner diner capital of the world? He, He said, absolutely, without a doubt. And I would wholeheartedly agree with Me Mr. Goodman on that. Yeah, and and, and there is definitely a, a community feel. And I remember, like, some of my memories of diners um, on Essex Street. Pete, do you remember the Arena Diner? Yes, I totally do. Right, uh, just down from the light there, right? Um, yeah, yeah, by, uh, by Essex and, First, and uh, First Street. Yeah, like uh, I'm down right, from the courthouse. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, right, right up from the courthouse. Yep. Um. At that uh, diner, it's not far from Hackensack High School. So when we were young, actually, when Hackensack would put on like one of the performances, like the band, uh, you know, like the um, the Hackensack band would actually have a performance or uh, one of the plays put on, you know, by, by the high school. Where would you have? Where would you find everyone afterwards? 
the arena diner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, everyone that you saw in, in the auditorium, you, you saw at the arena. And we actually had some good uh, comments from people talking about um, the, the arena. In fact, um, uh, Naomi Ramsey, our, our friend Frank, uh, mm-hmm. his sister, actually talked about the arena and uh, the chicken parm dinner. And, you know, like that was her favorite. The other thing she says is she hasn't had a proper tuna melt in two years because, unfortunately, the arena diner was leveled a couple of years ago. Oh, I didn't didn't even know that. I mean, mean, it's been so long since I've been back, so. Mm -hmm. No, no, unfortunately, we we, we lost one of our diners. Um, And uh, let's see, who who else I said? Uh, Our our friend Allison uh, Huskowitz-Senti also she said, I will always be um, an arena diner in the Hackensack Girl, even if it's gone. Many hours spent there. And uh, our friend Karen also, uh, Karen Voorhees, she says, I agree. Probably not my favorite food, but definitely my favorite diner. <laughs> and um, an- another friend of the uh, program, uh, Krista Ryerson, uh, one of her favorite memories was hanging out with Frank and uh, her birdie, uh, her buddies from Bergen County at the arena in Hackensack. She, she misses that place and says that the diners out in Sussex aren't nearly as good. And mm. she loved the chocolate milkshakes and fries with cheese and gravy, the disco fries. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what are some of your favorite diners? Like, Stu, let, let, let's go to you. What, what are some of your favorites? Well... Uh, growing up, um, I grew up in uh, the Oak Ridge part of West Milford. And we would always go to the Pompton Queen on Route 23. And, um, and, and to this day, I, 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 I haven't been there in a while, but uh, I, you know, I believe it's still a, a bustling you know, establishment. They went through a couple of uh, renovations. Uh, really, really wonderful people who run it, nice staff. And then I left New Jersey when I was 18, and I came back around um, 2000 uh, to live in um, the Bridgewater, Central Jersey area. Okay. And at that point in time, on Route 22, was a wonderful diner called Luca's uh, Last American Diner, and it was um, a... uh, uh, a 50s theme and it was really we really really loved it and we even had you know one of the kids you know birthday parties in the back room unfortunately um it was decimated by a sandy so oh, you know that went away. and then um uh what even during that, that time period when I was going there, I went to uh, the Time to Eat Diner um, on the Somerville Circle. And, you know, I, I've literally been going there for like 20 years and, um, you know, and talk about only having breakfast. Not only do I only have breakfast, I only have one meal. I have uh, the Buffalo Bill um, uh, omelet, which is like, you know, buffalo chicken, blue cheese, uh, and a, uh, an omelet. So I've literally only had that, that dish there. Now, you know, the kids and, you know, uh, Sue and, and, you know, uh, everybody else I go with, my mom and dad have, have different uh, things, but I tend to that. Um, so those are, those are, those are my main ones. There, there's other ones, you know, um, and we were talking about this um, before, Nick, is there's what I classify as the median 
diner. And, and that is the diner that is in the center of the highway. Um, the mm-hmm. Bridgewater Diner is an example of that, a, a fine establishment. The Union Plaza Diner in Springfield is an example of that. And I have to say both of those places uh, have wonderful food, but I'm <laughs> I'm too chicken to try and get into the parking lot and worse to try and get out of the parking lot onto, you know, full speed uh, route uh, 22 uh, tram. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, those are the some some of the ones that I uh, I frequent. Um uh, I, you know, I work up in a, the Whippany area and, you know, there's the Brookside Diner and the Whippany Diner. I, I've taken many um, uh, international colleagues to the Whippany Diner. That's quite good. And then uh, I go to uh, ToyCon, which is a collectible. Uh, oh, toy Parsippany, store. yeah. Yeah, um, at the, at the uh, Parsippany um, uh, PAL, the Parsippany um, um, PAL building. And right down 46 from that is the Empire Diner. And what's interesting about that, and I believe the Union Plaza Diner, is that those are diners that have liquor license, so you can actually have a, a you know a mixed drink if, if you like. So, mm. but, but the one one thing I do want to mention, uh, and um, this is kind of um, a, a prequel, a, 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 a preview, because I have not been to this diner, but uh, George's Lincoln Park Diner uh, on Coomley Road in Lincoln Park, actually the road I grew up on, um, uh, is being really great to uh, my mom and dad. They're delivering food to them. Um, uh, my mom and dad love this uh, George's Lincoln Park Diner. They're, they're de- my aunt is up in quarantine in a hotel now. They're delivering food to her. So I would say that I, I'm looking forward to looking at that diner as well. So those are just excellent ones. How about you, Pete? But what, what, what are some of your favorite like uh, diners and uh, like diner memories there? Yeah, I mean, uh, because I was, you know, living in Mawa, I was like the State Line Diner, which is right on Route 17. Oh, yeah. Um, Just because the food was just so fantastic there. And, you know, the the prices at the time, you you got incredible portions for what you paid, which Mm -hmm. was generally like a low amount. I mean, prices have since gone up there, but still like terrific service. And I always feel as well that, that the mark of a great diner is establishing a relationship with you know the the waiters uh with the you know the servers uh, uh at the diner right um mm-hmm. uh, you know when, when you get on that one name basis with them and they're they're like i mean it, it it's almost like they're psychic as you know oh you know she already knows i need another cup of coffee or knows my order and yep. the order's just cooked to perfection i mean um that, that, that's just an extra step in um you know a grow whatever as far as being endeared to a particular diner, but like that happened to me at state line, like, you know, being on a one, like a first name basis with uh, the servers there mm-hmm. and, and the food there, like, like I said, in general was just fantastic, especially with breakfast, but also, uh, you know, we always had go, I'm sure the, the two of you perhaps had the same experience, but um, after like a late night of drinking, we always had like a go-to diner. And in yep. my case, there'd be, you know, clubs and bars we go to see bands at and, and on the way back, it was always Paramus because Paramus just had a wealth of diners. Yep. Um, Suburban Diner was kind of like on Route 17 uh, North was uh, that was like a mainstay for us. Oh, and, definitely. And that's where we, you know, get your disco fries and uh, 
but yeah, I mean, all the clubs that were, were out there, I mean, you're coming back from whether it be Bergen Fields um, or, um, God, yeah, I'm trying to remember, like some of the other you know, towns that we would go uh, visit clubs. But you, you just generally you'd pass through Paramus, and that's where we'd end up at those diners at two, three o'clock in the morning. And it just, you just could not go home without hitting a diner on your way back home. It wasn't like no one could ever leave the club to go home. It was home. part of the experience. Yeah, it really was. And you'd always see people who were at the same club you were at that diner, at that particular diner. You know, yep. they, Everyone had like a go-to place and they would generally be the diner that's within, you know, either spitting distance or a mile or two or more from, uh, you know, from that, you know, that club or bar. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Like, I remember going actually with you to some of those, you know, like going to see a band. And yeah. I, I remember actually going to, um, you know, at the time it was called Triborough. Like, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Afterwards. Even more so, I dare say, I think the Triborough was even more so of a mainstay for us than, than Suburban. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we hit both of them, but I, yeah. I think we tended more to the Triborough. The tri yes, you're yeah. absolutely right on that. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah, question. Some other good uh, me memories uh, from uh, people in like uh, f favorite diners. Like you, you mentioned State Line. Um, yes. Our, our friend uh, Ryan Gottlieb, uh, one of the th uh, that was one of his uh, favorite ones going um, to State Line after the New York Ren Fair because, hey, you're, mm -hmm. you're right there near the yeah. New York uh, border. So, yeah, Absolutely come on true. down to the State Line. Yes. And um, let, let, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Our friend uh, Carlene uh, Melvin Wagner, she uh, was saying uh, Louis Charcoal Pit in Teaneck. That that oh. one I've heard a lot about. A lot, a lot of people. If you lived in Teaneck, you went to Louis Charcoal Pit. Is that still there, Nick? Um, I don't. Yeah, I think it is, but I'm not positive. It, it was on Cedar yeah. Lane. Um, it, it was right near uh, like the, there's an IHOP right near there. Uh, IHOP and CBS. Based uh, from Google, it's permanently closed. That's sad. oh, it is closed. Oh, that's yeah. Stinks. Well, you know, um, Nick, if you wanted to go to like an old school diner, um, it, it's not. I mean, it's not a traditional diner because they it's thirty burgers, but because um, mm -hmm. uh, and um, I guess it would be in a Branchburg. No, not Branchburg. Um, um, it's on Route Twenty Two going out. West, so um, uh, it's um, a uh, old diner that they converted to uh, a thirty burgers restaurant, and they have the counter and the booths and all that. So, oh, nice! And it's just it, it's that kind of architecture. And also, uh, I can only say that I've been to this diner once. I believe it's the Hillsborough Diner in uh, two o on two o six, and 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 that was last year about this time i went with uh, sue on my birthday and mm -hmm. they and it was lovely and that has kind of an old retro 1970s feel to it a very nice place so and that was a hidden gem i've lived i lived in this area for 20 years and i never went there and there you go and you have a new discovery oh yeah oh yeah it's like it, it, it is so great like when Knowing that, like you know, when you go to a town you're not necessarily familiar with, and you, you know, discover one of these, like, oh, okay, you know, diner uh, number one again because of our association with the diner, it's like, yeah, it's probably good. And then finding it's like, oh, this is we have to come back here, it, and it may be in an area you don't usually have a reason to come out <laughs> uh, for, but you'll find a reason to go to a good diner. 
and and there's one there's one that's newer and is a kind of like a postmodern diner and that is uh, the skylark diner and lounge in um edison uh, by the mall there and um uh, that is very it, it almost looks like you're going to a theme park it's very 50-ish very stylish even even more than 50-ish 60-ish and and uh, the food is is delightful um i will say i will say parking lot's pretty small so watch yeah out. Yeah. yeah, that 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 could be a problem with some of the diners. Exactly. As you also brought up earlier, the smaller real estate. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, unfortunately, you you suffer in the parking lot uh, area. <laughs> and what what, what if what? I'm sorry. What's that, Pete? No, Nick. I was wondering if in your research, uh, whether or not you ran across that, does New Jersey have the most diners uh, in the United States? Or like- we, we have we have over a third of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we we have the most. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, no other state comes close. Yeah, statistically, I was wondering that. It, it seems that way. Yeah, and and that's one of the things that's great about New Jersey. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, you know, like you said, spitting distance, you'll hit a diner. Absolutely right. It doesn't matter if if you're at the at the uh, at the tip up north, like up in Sussex County, all the way down south in like Cape May County, and everywhere in between, you're gonna find a diner. Mm. In fact, uh, NewJersey.com has like some good um, like uh, d- diner rankings, like per um, what do you call it? Per county, they they have some of like the best ones in each county, like um, like Atlantic. They have the Silver Coin Diner, um, Bergen. They actually said it was the Chit Chat, uh, hmm. yeah, you know, with the old uh, the old the old Triborough, Burlington, yeah. the uh, Shemong Diner. Uh, Camden, uh, Ponzio's Diner. Uh, let's jump around a little bit. Let's go to uh, Essex, the Parkwood Diner in Maplewood. Uh, Gloucester, uh, the uh, Angelo's Glassboro. So yeah, th- there's diners all uh, over the state. <laughs> Nick, uh, Nick what, what have they chosen for Somerset County? For Somerset, okay. Let's let's see what they chose for Somerset. I'm curious myself. Uh, I just passed not Sussex, Somerset. The Manville Diner, actually. Mm-hmm. And runner-up was Somerset Diner. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, they they, they uh, d- definitely put out a good one. And they also had another uh, article in, um, when was this, in 2019, about some of the uh, the top 30 old-school diners. And one of the ones that, like what you were talking about, Stu, um, where it's on the median – one of the ones is the um, I, and I said it before the Bendix Diner. Yeah. On Route 17, uh, basically north and south, <laughs> at the intersection of 46. <laughs> so, so it's a bit crazy right there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it, th- that place, the Bendix Diner, has actually been used also in a lot of TV, film, and commercials. Yeah, mm-hmm. I imagine so. In fact, you, you may like this one, uh, Stu, because one of the movies that uh, got shot there, Jersey Girl. <laughs> oh, wow. There's, Kevin our, there's our Kevin Smith connection. Mm-hmm. There we go. We, we, we had to tie it back to Kev. <laughs> Circling back. Yeah. yeah. But what, what, one of the things that they consider a diner, again, based on the criteria mentioned, 
two of the top retro ones are both named White Mana. One in Jersey City and one in Hackensack. Yeah. The actual layout and the design and that um, stainless steel out uh, exterior retro feel. Yeah, the the White Manor, uh, White Mana. They're both basically they're diners. Now they specialize again in burgers in sliders, but they are still considered diners. And and definitely White Mana Hackensack uh, among my favorites. And 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 just 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 to bring up again, yeah, they, they won the battle uh, back in I think it was 2010 on um, it wasn't diners, uh, drive-ins and dives. Um, it was one of the other Food Network things where they actually had a battle between the two white manas, and uh, white white mana Hackensack won. <laughs> right. But uh, actually, speaking of uh, tri- triple D, as uh, Guy Fieri calls it, but uh, diners, uh, drive-ins and dives. There was a whole episode dedicated to New Jersey because of the saturation of diners and especially good diners in the state of New Jersey. So if, if, if you're looking for a good episode, check that one out. Uh, Pete, you know what yes. time it is? Is it time to play Jersey, not Jersey? I think it's time to play Jersey, not Jersey. All right. And, 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 and what are we going to do today with, for Jersey, not Jersey? Well, today I'm going to throw out names of diners uh, located throughout the United States now. The names of some of these may be in New Jersey or may not be in New Jersey. Now, before we get uh, emails and letters, because everybody's, you know, writing letters these days, putting a stamp in a picture, <laughs> sending it out to Nick in uh, his, uh, wherever he's Yo, at. One, his, one his two, bunker. three, what exit uh, avenue? Yes. In your bunker. <laughs> um, if I say the name of a diner, you're like, well, wait a second. I know you said this one's in Jersey. We have the same name in a one in Wyoming. I apologize in advance. That's all. Yeah. Uh, but, I but basically, if the if the diner doesn't exist in Jersey, then it's not Jersey. But if an iteration of that diner exists in Jersey, it's Jersey. That that that's the rule, right, Pete? I, I think that's a good way to put it. Right, exactly. Yep. So Direct all your letters to um, Pennsylvania Avenue, uh, Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> What's that address? The number again? Is it uh, 1800? I don't know. I don't know. 666. I don't know. Something. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's, let's start it off uh, with a song. Here she is, Miss America. The Miss America Diner. Is that in New Jersey or not in New Jersey? Who used to sing that song anyway? I don't remember. Uh, Burt Parks, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the, I think there's, he was the guy for the uh, Miss America pageant. There's your Trivial Pursuit uh, question, right? All right, so the Miss America Diner, Jersey or not Jersey? Extra point if you know the city. What, what say you, Stu? I think it's in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I, think it, I think it's in South Jersey, but I don't have anything more specific than that. Well, t- t- tell him what he won, Pete. <laughs> You've won a brand new car. It's the Kia 1999. I don't know. <laughs> Did they but, make Kia's in 1999? It, yes, it's in Jersey City, New Jersey, the Miss American Diner. Congratulations. You've won absolutely nothing. <laughs> Here's our host for Let's Make a Deal. 
<laughs> that was Thank you, wonderful. Christian. <laughs> that was wonderful. That was fantastic. Thank, Thank you, Christian. If you guys don't mind, I'm stealing that for Maya podcast, stewing it. So that yeah. was oh, oh, definitely. Please, please take it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, how about this one? Um, Nick what, 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 which uh, which city was that in? Or that was or, Jersey uh, City, Nick. Oh, oh Jersey I, City. I was yeah. wrong about South Jersey, so all right. No, very good. You, you, we needed the state, and you got that. That's what counts. Uh, how about McMee's Diner? Now, not to be confused with Mac and Me, the hit movie that went on <laughs> to gross more money than Titanic. And um, also a great episode of the new Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, McMee's Diner, is that in New Jersey or not in New Jersey? I have never heard of that. So, I, I just, I, I'm going to say no. Mm-hmm. How about you, Nick? Uh, well, you gave me the list, so I, I, I can't cheat. <laughs> oh, bummer. So this is the, this is the uh, the stew game then I guess. All right. Yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> well, Stu would be absolutely correct. That's in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Well, All right. Brooklyn in the house. Okay. Um, the famous movie starring Vince Vaughn and uh, who was the other guy in it? Swingers Diner. Oh, there we go. John Favreau. That yes, jo- that's correct. Thank you, know. Stu. John Favreau. Famed Iron Man director, star of Swingers with Vince Vaughn, fantastic film, and also but, Happy uh, Happy Hogan in uh, some of the later Marvel films. Yeah, a buddy film was Swingers Diner located in New Jersey or not in New Jersey? Well, that movie was set in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. so I'm going to say it was not in New Jersey. Well, you know what, Stu, you are absolutely correct. And I think you have Mr. Calling as a detective on the beat in <laughs> L.A. Gumshoe. Stick Gumshoe Stu, right? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've been called worse. So. <laughs> Swingers is in Los Angeles, California. Because the home what, of mudslides and fires. What, um, what, what's interesting is that because I believe the John Favreau character had moved from the east coast and he was pining for a uh, an old love in new jersey until you know he got a a new friend in california oh huh. mm-hmm. that's interesting I think, I think you're right on that one so i think uh, nick will do two more yeah let's do a two couple more. more well bane would say what uh nick give me a bane line <laughs> Show Batman. <laughs> we meet Show again. Batman. Would you like <laughs> where, to go? Where, where are we meeting today? Oh, I'll tell you where. I'll tell you where. The Gotham City Diner. Now, is the Gotham City Diner in New Jersey or not in New Jersey? Yes, it's a real name. I'm, I mean, I know of the Gotham City Diner, and <laughs> they have the best disco fries. <laughs> Christian, how did you get in here? <laughs> Who is this question you speak of? I am uh, Ming Chen. <laughs> Ming Chen, is that your superhero yeah. name? Well, uh, that's actually my doctor's name, but that's Good. beside the point. Well, right. Is the Gotham City Diner in New Jersey or not in New Jersey? I have, I have to say it 
if there is a Gotham City diner in New Jersey and I don't know about it, there's something very wrong. So I, um, uh, I'm going to say no, mm-hmm. because if the answer is yes, I've been I've made a terrible mistake. So I do not think there's a New Jersey Gotham City diner. Well, yeah, Nick, you you, you see, Stu, you're you're sort of right. Yeah, there isn't a a Gotham City diner. There's two of them in New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Your Dark Knight card has been revoked. I learned something today. What exit? It educates you. So much for that, you know, that four years of undergraduate and five years of grad school, and I don't even know there's a diner. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> What's this? It's a now, Nick, I know one of them is in Fairlaw, New Jersey, but where is the other? Uh, oh, crud. I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah, I don't th- And that's all I well and good. Okay, yeah. I'm totally going there. When, when <laughs> we get when we can move around, I am totally going there. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's do one last one. Now, this one is like a nice couch after the end of a long day. The Comfy Diner, C O M F I, is that in New Jersey or not in New Jersey? I I think that is in New Jersey. The Comfy Diner. I think it is, Pete. Would, the uh, the Comfy uh, Diner, the home of the Metal Militia, Metallica, sent their tape to John Zazula here, Old Bridge, New Jersey. You are correct, Stu. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Uh, I, 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 I only did poorly on the one on the one question I should have absolutely known. So, listen, you know, you are forgiven. Don't worry. It's okay. It's okay. You you will not have your bat license revoked. I, I'm yes. having vapors here. I'm telling you. I'm very. <laughs> Nick, the other so, Gotham City, the other Gotham City diners in Richfield, New Jersey. Richfield. Yep. Again, uh, I was like, not playing field. It's one of the other fields. I, I'm yep. making my reservation right after this. I know. Excellent. I go Excellent. As well. well, I think it's time for uh, us to uh, be ra- wrapping up here. I hope everyone Rap. learned. Nice. What, uh, yes, yes, yes. Raps are good, too. <laughs> nice. nice diner reference. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to thank everyone that you know, like uh, actually commented because, because yeah, there, there are a lot of you. Uh, oh, and j- just one other comment. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law. Here, here's a, here's a view. Here's a story from the other side because she used to actually waitress at a diner. Get out. Yeah. So th- there there was a night where three couples were having dinner, and one of one of the guys actually just passed out onto the floor. The, <laughs> oh, the, great. The, the the manager of the diner said they they actually had to you know okay you know what guys you got to pay your check so they they paid their check but while he was being revived they decided to stay for dessert <laughs> oh well, that's very nice <laughs> they had the creme brulee <laughs> very nice but you know what I I know there are so many of you out there that you know, have great New Jersey diner memories. Um, if you want, please go to our Facebook uh, page and share them with us. Uh, you can also reach us at uh, whatexitpodcast at gmail.com. 
um, or at Exit What on Twitter. Again, I apologize. You know, like I, I was a little dyslexic on that one. And um, again, for What Exit Jersey Stories. Uh, oh, well, beforehand, I just wanted to first uh, thank Stu for, yes. for uh, be, uh, being uh, a part of this uh, journey into the New Jersey, New Jersey Dynamistique. And Stu, you, you wanted to just, uh, I know you, you mentioned, but did you want to give a shout out uh, there? Well, I, I, I mentioned this George's Lincoln Park Diner, which is helping my mom and dad and my Aunt Ava out. And like I said, I have not personally been there, um, but everything I've heard is that it's wonderful. And, um, you know, they're even delivering outside of their you know preferred area to help my aunt and my mom and dad out so that just shows you know the kind of nice people they are and then the other thing that i would say is that for for my podcast stewing it i'm working mm-hmm. with uh, george corvos from uh, framed in framed jersey. new jersey and uh, uh what he is working on four beautiful uh pieces original pieces of art uh that i am having him uh frame and archive and hopefully within the next uh, two weeks we're going to have an unboxing um oh awesome so excellent so 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 please l- l- let us know and you know for all those out there please uh listen to stew's pod stewing it um also on the a shared universe uh podcast uh, network Mm-hmm. And and thank you to um, Ming, Mike, and 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 the gang for you know keeping us going through these uh, crazy times. Absolutely, and a big uh, thank you to the the big Kahuna. Or yeah. I- are you going to allow, are you going to allow Bane to to promote his podcast? It's called Bane. 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 Please, Bane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what what time's your podcast, Bane? <laughs> oh, that's none of your concern, Peter. <laughs> oh, you. I feel like doing an episode, but you, but you know how podcasts work. I heard about that a shared universe place, though. I heard it's pretty mm. good, even though I want to destroy everything. But, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, so destroy everything, but leave that one. I, yeah, I, I yeah think of course, that, of course. That, that Mike good. and Ming seem like great guys, you know. Like uh, <laughs> that Kevin Smith though guy, he he's, he he needs to relax. <laughs> oh, oh, no, he seems cool too. I want to get him on my podcast, but I don't feel like talking for four hours. <laughs> don't worry, you won't have to, Bane. He'll he'll do all the talking. Yeah, right. See, like, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but, like. Oh, all right, listen, I have to go get some, uh, well, I have to go be a supervillain now, so I'll see you all later. Bye. Full-time job. Thank you, Bane. Thank you, Bane. Thanks for checking in. Well, for, for, for what exit Jersey stories, uh, I've been Nick Franco. <laughs> I'm Pete Riario. And I'm Stu Greenberg. And Bane has been Bane. And, and uh, Bane, by the way, is a big PM Dawn fan. Set adrift on Memory Bliss. Go watch it on YouTube. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> love PM Dawn. I went to the concert one time. Full regalia. I killed the whole audience, but it was great. <laughs> yeah, that might be on YouTube, too. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Have a great night. Stay safe. Thank Stay you, safe. Stu. Thank, Thank you, Stu. You. See Take ya. care. Bye. Bye-bye.